Some of you know that I've often said I'm from the south side of heaven. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have lied to us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'll start out by saying I'm sorry I wasn't on this morning, but I heard it was a great show. Um, I had work to do. <laughs> I had a lot of work to do. You? I, just a little bit. What? Not a lot of work, but some work. Some work. So we, we're going to be talking about a lot today. And, um, you know, we... Uh, you know, the, the title says, Out of the Chaos Comes to Order. COVID, BLM, a Buffalo shooting are all from the same playbook. And I think the interesting part about what we're dealing with today is that they are, it's sensory overload. You know, we, we have what's going on with the WHO, which, you know, everyone wants to talk about that. And it's something we should talk about. But they want to distract us from the things that are most important. They want to distract us from the things that are going on around us because they know that they're caught. Somebody asked me the other day, they go, Joe, they put it on, the, on, the, on, on my Telegram channel. They said, Joe, what if, what if you're wrong? What if the reason why the mainstream media won't let you guys talk is because you're actually wrong? And I said, okay, have you read the Mesa County report? They're like, no. Did you read the reports coming out of uh, Wisconsin? No. Did you read the Antrim County report and the ASOG report that came out in December of 2020? Before any of all this stuff happened, did you read that report? No. Did you read the report out of, out of Maricopa County? No. Did you watch 2,000 Mules? No. This is the problem. This, this is why the mainstream media is allowed to continue to go down this path. It's why we find ourselves in this place where we're trying to claw back into truth. Well they, well, they, well, they say that what we're saying is disinformation and misinformation. These people are liars. They are liars. The radical left is nothing but liars. And I said to him very clearly, do you think, do you think that if they were caught, they would say, oh, yeah, we did it for sure? Would they? Would they ever do that? No, they are going to go to their grave with this criminal enterprise. And a perfect example of that would be the Buffalo shooter. Because that kid, that, you know, that demon was in court and Mr. Producer, did he plead guilty? No, he pled not guilty. He pled not guilty. He videoed himself out there. His manifesto says he would plead guilty. It did? Yep, I read the whole 180 pages. 
Yeah, how did that go? It was fascinating. Some of it was actually plagiarized from another manifesto. Yeah, it was from the Christ Church Shooters manifesto. But what was interesting about this, this kid is he didn't come out and say he was guilty. And they did not waste any time to say, we need to enact gun control. They didn't waste any time. This is the problem that we face today. But before we go any, any further into this and I start talking about common sense and getting you to understand and, and red-pilling the people that are already red-pilled <laughs> uh, and talk to you about truth, we have, we have a guest that's on. We have the National Commerce Director for FEC United on. And so let's welcome him to the show. He's going to just go through a few things. He's been working tirelessly on this People's Chamber of Commerce. Danny Bristow, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Joe. Hey, you've been working your tail off. Yeah, the last couple of weeks have been pretty busy. Yeah. Um, and we've been doing some exciting stuff. So um, really happy to be here and be able to share this with everybody right now. So what are you working on? I have talked about the People's Chamber of Commerce. I know we've picked up quite a bit of... Um, as an organization, picked up quite a few people across the nation. But you, you, you came up with this idea that, that if, you know, as, as we start building this, this new, you know, alternate base of only doing business with people that are good people, only doing business with people that, that, that support American uh, ideals, and then he said, listen, it's, it's an easy deal. One person go gets four people, and they become an ambassador for truth and, and get other businesses in. So you want to tell everyone a little bit about the People's Chamber of Commerce? Yeah. What's amazing about the People's Chamber of Commerce is not only is it um, a website that's going to be supporting small, medium, and large-sized businesses here in Colorado, we're going to support those businesses across the entire country. There is a website peopleschamberofcommerce.com. You can go to that site and you can find the information on there. Um, if you were going to look for a business uh, on your top right, uh, there's information that will pull up for every single state in the country. And as we get more and more people to join, not only is this a directory of like-minded patriotic businesses that refuse to close their doors, this is also an area where in a sense, we're creating jobs at the same time. There's an affiliate program. If you have a business that joins, they can become an affiliate. If they get four businesses to join as well, that will cover their membership as an affiliate. They'll get paid back. Um, it, it's an amazing sight to see. So, so let, walk me through this. There's an affiliate program and the, the ultimate goal of the Chamber of Commerce is to replace those systems that have worked against the better interests of the people within their community, correct? Correct. Okay. And this is behind a wall, so only members of FEC United can get to it. So you can't, you can't no, nobody can attack you. These are people that, I mean, I guess they could go in and, and technically attack you, but um, we've, we've been able to instill technology into this that allows for businesses to stand together inside of this environment. And but the affiliate program is is that if you sign up, it's either five five hundred or fifteen hundred. So the the correct correct. 
Okay. So you have $60 to become a member. You have $500 to become just a chamber of commerce member. And then you have the executive level or bigger businesses that are $1,500, right? So if you're a bigger business, we ask you to sign up at the $1,500 level so you can support the community that you're going to be supporting. Now, let's hypothetically say that I go and I bring in four people and they're all at $500 level. And I paid $500 and I came in there and I got four of my friends to come in. What, what does that provide as far as an affiliate to those, the, that business owner? Yeah, now what's awesome is that the affiliate program, you'll get a commission of 25% off of somebody that joins as a business member. So if they join for $500, you as an affiliate can get $125. So if you join as a business yourself and you've paid that $500, you get four other businesses to join, and that basically covers your paid membership that you paid yourself. You get all that back. But then if each one of those businesses does the exact same thing, each one of those businesses will get paid back. And continue to grow the patriotic businesses directory uh, at an exponential level. All right, so then let's, let's ask the, the question, what's the rest used for? I mean, and I know what the answer to that question is. I'm, I'm kind of baiting you into it. But what, Say that what, is, again? What, what do we use the rest of the other 75% that's left? What are we doing for the community? The, 70, the rest of the 75% is going to be the extra features that we're going to continue to add onto the website and as a benefit to the businesses and the organization. And so the law and policy center. All, yeah. Law and policy. Uh, of course, yeah. and and that's a huge part of the benefits that we're working towards uh, bringing into fruition, you know, down the road is making sure that we have a law and policy center that is there with legal understanding on what we need to do as Americans to never close our doors again. And that funding is going to help us to, to be able to create uh, a very powerful force uh, to reckon with. Well, and it gives power back to the people, right? So it gives us the ability to have a, a more a more solid foundation that's not going to be lobbying for big businesses. And big businesses have a disproportionate voice. This gives people a voice at the community level, right? Yes, it does. Correct. And that's what we need. Uh, that's a big thing that we didn't see in 2020. When the close down, uh, you know, when the the lockdowns happened and they wanted small businesses to close down, especially here in Colorado. Um, there was nobody there to support the small businesses. There was nobody there to say, hey, you don't actually have to close your doors. And here's reasons why you don't have to. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce, as far as I have heard here within Colorado and every other state, uh, remained silent during the lockdowns and allowed businesses to close down. Well, and, and I that's think become that, yeah, so I think that there's, you know, uh, Thomas just said that uh, there's a lot of these types of, of things that are started. So Lindell has my store, um, some on Telegram, et cetera. And he, you're right. We, we're, we're now starting to decide that, hey, we can, we can take our money somewhere else. We can take our business somewhere else. And, and this is a way that businesses at a very, very basic level can get back to connecting to like-minded people in their community. Right. So as they become a member, though, they get a sticker, right? That says uh, United member, right? Correct. We're working on stickers. We're working on membership cards and all of those things will get sent out to members as they join. Yeah. So it's like we're planting the seed, building the foundation and then growing the, the organization. 
All right. Correct. So how, how do people use, they can use those stickers to put on their windows, on their doors of their businesses to let to let people know that they are united and that they're yeah. a member. So so the the this um you have the stickers, you have the things that we're doing inside of the community. I know that the radical left was like, oh my gosh, you're leaving the chamber of commerce. Oh, wow. What are we going to do? Well, what has it done for the people in the community? I just, I'm curious. We, we look back Zero. at 2020 or before and they go, yeah, join the chamber of commerce. And, and look, what was meant for good can also be used for bad. And we remember that article in Time Magazine in uh, December of 2020, where they bragged about uh, fortifying the election against Trump um, after the election. Maybe it was January. I think it was January. Right. Um, so, so is how do people how do people have a voice? I mean, obviously, the People's Chamber of Commerce will have ambassadors and people inside the community that can be leaders of those organizations as well. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, we're going to be able to have ambassadors and leaders across the entire country, every single state, every single county, every single city. That is the goal to be an ultimate chamber of commerce for the entire country. Um, and we'll have resources and tools that that small business owners all the way up to the large business owners can use um, as a standing on what their rights are, how they're not going to be be pushed around anymore. I mean, every single business owner in Colorado uh, on the stats that I'm about to talk about uh, should be should have their ears open. Over 40,000 businesses in Colorado have closed down since 2020. 45% of the GDP was, was made up by small businesses. Only 15% of businesses out of 100 make it. And that's a statistic that's been going on for, for years and years. Now, out of that 15% that made it, 40,000 have closed their doors. That's unacceptable. That means everybody, you know, those people's life savings uh, were thrown away. They might have lost their mortgages, their families, their homes. Suicide rates could have gone up. Losing, uh, maybe divorce rates have gone up. You're losing your wife or your husband. You're losing your children. You're losing your life savings. Um, and then on top of that, you, you just lost your business that you worked uh, tirelessly for. And those kind of numbers are unacceptable. So just take 40,000 and multiply that by 50 states. My guess is that on average, every single state probably lost around the same amount of businesses. That is a staggering number that is unacceptable. And that should be unacceptable to everybody, even consumers. And this is a great thing that people can use as a consumer. You can, you can become an FEC member for $60 a year. You'll have access to the directory. You can now patron uh, patriotic all around the country and show your support for the patriotic businesses that want to stand up and keep their doors open. Well, I tell you, we, we start talking about these, um, you know, some of the things that we're dealing with and it becomes pretty evident. I mean, it, it I, I'm always amazed at the fact that those 40,000 people become an acceptable casualty and that we're like, Oh, so the, this person they lost their business or business closed. And you'll see people say bad things about those people. Right. Not not recognizing that the that the system is tilted against SMBs, small to medium business owners, and that the yeah. regulations in some industries is so draconian that you can't get to the bottom of it. It's draconian. So it is. How can people, if they need to, contact you, Danny? 
I know that you you love getting calls and emails and all that stuff. Is there? Is I do there love getting uh, calls and emails. Just uh, you email. can email me at <laughs> you can email me at d bristow. That's D is in Danny Bristow B R I S T O W at fbcunited.com. Um, shoot me an email there for now. Uh, we we are working on other channels that are specifically based for commerce, so that we'll have uh, a, a team of people that will be handling emails, not just myself. Uh, but for now, that's where you can email me. I'll respond to you. We can either get on a call or just communicate through email. Um, we'll find a way to, to make it work. Well, I tell you what, Danny, I want to thank you. I know that uh, you work tirelessly every single day and we've made a lot of progress, but I want to thank you for all the hard work you put in for the, for the people, not just in Colorado, but across the nation. So God bless you. I'll give you the final thank word. Thank you, Joe. We're going to I talk appreciate about your time. All the stuff that's going on. <laughs> Sounds good. I appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, work with such a great group of um, and to, to build the People Chamber of Commerce. You have a great right. day, guys. All right. God bless you, Danny. Thank you. You as well. So uh, Danny Bristow from FEC United, he is um, heading up. He is the National Commerce Director for um, FEC United and has started the People's Chamber of Commerce to give people a voice. So pretty, pretty amazing stuff that he's doing. And I, I was here the other night at 10 o'clock and he's still here. <laughs> I'm like, you're still here? He goes, man, I got lots of people that answer questions and get things across the finish line for. And uh, just so you know anything about Danny is that it, it, this is a labor of love for him. Um, he have done this tirelessly over the last year. He's volunteered his time for uh, FAC United and has come on the team at FAC United to make sure as a, as a part of the, the, the paid, paid part of the team to make sure that he can uh, you know, promote and move the needle as it relates to protecting people in our community. So I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, if I can, really quick. I'm tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet, maybe advertising a little bit too much about you. IPVanish is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. So IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details uh, to other third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. Um, you can use it on, on computers, tablets, phones, uh, even your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted, which will keep all of your private details, passwords, communications out of the hands of really bad people or even people that maybe have good intentions, but uh, maybe you just don't want them to have it. Um, it does make you virtually invisible online, and you can use it on multiple unlimited devices, such as computers, tablets, and phones. So t for, for our listeners, IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with 30-day money-back guarantee, just like getting nine months for free. It's easy to use. All you do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. So go to IPVanish.com slash daily and use promo code daily to get, claim your 70% off. All right. So we, we're, we're going to dig into some stuff, and there's so much stuff that's coming out. Now, number one, we, we, we have to have an amazing amount of... of uh, compassion for the people that died in Buffalo. I often say that we start talking about Chicago and some of the other areas across the country, there's people that are dying all over the nation at the hands of violent criminals. And most of those things are happening in Democrat-controlled environments. And it, it's hard for me to reconcile the fact that they, the, it's like Chicken Little. I don't know, maybe when you were younger, you saw Chicken Little, they had a cartoon, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. And they run around saying the sky is falling while they're literally trying to make the sky fall. 
<laughs> and, and that's our society. That's, that's truly what's happening. You have, you have Democrats and Republicans that have been in office for 35, 40, 45 years, die in office. You know, lifelong senator. And our society has degraded. Our education system has diminished. And so you, I always say you have to look at the problem, not the symptom of the problem, but the, a lot of the symptoms tie back to the problem, which is, you know, educators inside of universities are given tenure. You can't fire them. It's like, it's like being in a union. <laughs> you know, unions make it nearly impossible for you to fire a bad employee. So it bloats the workforce and puts and, and creates ad, uh, you know, undue stress and extra costs in our society, in our communities. But as you start looking at the other stuff, the, the other things that, um, uh, that we deal with in a community when, when it comes to just basic education, like at a basic level, and you start looking at the, the leaders that we have in office and the fact that they don't make any sense and you know, some of the judicial decisions that are made, you know, talking to attorneys that say, look, the, the judges literally rule with impunity and ruin people's lives and it's too expensive in order to get justice. And that's, that's what we have inside of our system right now is a system that is designed to favor the elitists so that they can punish with impunity anyone in the community. But they're yelling, the sky is falling while they're stealing from us. They create opportunity and chaos. So I want to put this up if I can. Mr. Producer, put up B1 if you would. This was the Daily Mail. It was revealed the BLM founder, uh, Patrice Kohlers, paid her baby father $970,000 for quote-unquote creative services. Her brother, $840,000 for security. A fellow director, $2.1 million, and reimbursed the organization $73,000 for a charter flight. It, it gets better. Black Lives Matter spent millions on consulting services in 2021. Newly released tax filings reveal the BLM paid 970 to co-founder Patrice Collier's baby daddy to help produce live events and provide creative services. A consulting firm... Yeah, there you go. A consulting firm run by BLM board member uh, Shalomi Bowers was paid $2.0 for providing the organization with operational support. Bauer said the last BLM board approved the contract with his firm when he was not a board member. The filing also revealed that Kohler's reimbursed BLM $73,000 for a charter flight and paid the foundation $390 for private use of its $6 million Los Angeles mansion. Kohler's resigned from BLM last year amid a wave of scrutiny surrounding the charity's finances. Let's go ahead and take it down. Controversy surrounding the organization's finances has, has listed probes by at least two state attorney generals. BLM is supposed to be Black Lives Matter. No, no, it actually doesn't mean that anymore. It's Black Live Matter, like my life matters. And the rest of the people out there that I'm supposed to take care of, no, their lives don't matter. As long as I get to take care of my fiefdom, does this sound familiar? This is kind of what we're up against right now, I think, is the great lie. The great lie, the big lie, the great lie, all the lies collectively that the radical left tells you as they commit crimes. Massive amount of crimes. And the fact that they kept it so close, $840,000 to her brother, Paul Kohler's. I mean, it, it, $970,000 just to produce live events. And keep in mind, if Black Lives Matter to them, what could they have done with nearly $1.8 million. What about the other $2.1 million for operational support? What could have been done with $4 million in 
the black community. They could have done microloans. They could have given minorities the ability to uh, have access to uh, educational initiatives. They could have, they could have created a, an environment where they uh, developed a, a job system, you, you know, trades, plumbers, electricians. Better yet, they could have enacted scholarships. But they didn't use any of that money to help the minority community. They used that money to destroy the minority community because they created more chaos got people angry, stabbed people in the side, and said the reason why you're not doing well is because of the conservatives. Not paying attention to the fact that a lot of the money that went to BLM came through this thing called Act Blue. And Act Blue aggregates money, and then they get to decide who they dole it out to. Nonprofit organizations that then pass it down to other people that are Antifa members that go out on the street and burn and loot. We talked about last year, 140, I think, or 147 Nonprofit organizations where a vast majority of the people that were on the street actually worked for those organizations around Colorado. How is that possible? I'll tell you how it's possible. We could talk about how we were able to track people from Colorado going to Antifa events all the way to California, to Chicago, to Minneapolis, how people were basically being sent around to different places in order to create turmoil in those environments. So it doesn't sound like Black Lives Matter to them. It's absolutely unconscionable that we're dealing with the things that we're dealing with right now. It's unconscionable. And in the midst of all this, by the way, in the midst of everything that we're dealing with, we have Biden that gets up and decides he's going to divide us more. The king of BLM, the king of Great organization. Mr. Producer, play cut B6, please. White supremacy is a poison. It's a poison <laughs> running through our, it really is. Running through our body politic. And it's been allowed to fester and grow right in front of our eyes. No more. I mean, no more. We need to say as clearly and forcefully as we can that the ideology of white supremacy has no place in America. None. And look, failure for us to not say that, failure to say that is going to be complicity. Silence is complicity. It's complicity. We cannot remain silent. Okay, Mr. White Guy. This is the part that sickens me. Oh, you see this guy? See this guy? Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee woo, wee woo. He do the wee woo, wee woo. <laughs> That's the regime leader of the people that stole an election and stole your voice. And by the way, I don't know if you noticed this, but his left eye. Did you, did you notice his left eye? Did you notice the shading in his left eye? All right, so let me talk about shading in the left eye. A couple things could be going on. One, he could have uh, had a hemorrhage behind the eye. Something's wrong with his left eye. Did you notice that, Mr. Producer? Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty obvious, actually. Boom. Pause it. For those of you who are seeing it, his pupil is dilated on his uh, right eye, probably to the right amount. His left eye is not dilated at all. So, again, you want to get to some of the drugs that they've had to press into him because they know that the guy is an absolute blubbering idiot 
They know that what is happening to him is dementia. I mean, you, I don't know what you want to call it, but I'll tell you that he hasn't had a, I, I don't think he's had a good day since he's been in office. Not in the last, uh, you know, 14 months. He, he didn't do the Martin Luther King thing, but what, what if he what, did do it? It says, if he was doing the, uh, the speech that Martin Luther King gave on, the, gave on the Capitol, I believe that one day, well, you know what I mean, all that stuff, his stuff about, you know, judged by the uh, character. Yeah, one day, I, you, you, you know the thing. The thing. So I want to put this up if we can. This is uh, Biden's Twitter, B7. This is the narrative that they're building. By the way, in the middle of everything else that's happening, all the reports that are coming out about the election fraud, the fact they're walking around saying that this is a big lie. No, they are the big liars. They are the ones that are lying about everything. But let's just, let's just go ahead and pour gasoline on something, on people that are hurting. Let's ignore the people, by the way, that are in that community that are standing up going, yeah, it sounds like everyone else needs to be armed. But here's what he says. We have to refuse to live in a country where black people grocery shopping can be gunned down by weapons of war deployed in a racist cause. We have to refuse to live in a country where fear and lies are packed for power and for profit. Well, I, I agree. I actually agree with that part. Do, do, you, do you think that maybe he's saying the quiet part out loud, just a little bit out loud? And, it's, you know, it's actually funny because as now they're calling for more, uh, you know, calling to restrict gun ownership again and in some of the, the next cuts. You hear them specifically say that uh, he, in the same speech, you know, rambling in his dementia-ridden state that he is, actually said, "We have enough laws in the book as it is. We just need to f- figure it out." It's literally what he said. We need to figure it out. In America, evil will not win. Hate will not prevail. White supremacy will not have the last word. White supremacy has not had the last word. White supremacy has not had the last word. Go ahead and take that down, Mr. Producer. And then we have, I want to play this. This is Chuck Schumer. I, I don't even know, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say about this. This just shows you dog whistles. By the way, I want, to, I want you to understand something. The average age of the leadership in the Democrat Party that is, that is controlling things is like 83, 84 years old. They're half dead. Sorry. I'm sorry if you're older. But we, we've run our course. Like, I'm, I know that, you know, I'm not making that of this life alive. They're walking possessed corpses. Let's play B8. I pledge to stand with you through this awful, awful tragedy. To work in the Senate to oppose the poison of white supremacy that inspired this attack. To work towards finally ridding our streets of weapons of war and to make sure that this community has all the resources necessary to heal, to endure. Where's the healing and enduring? Let's, let's, talk, about, let's talk about the basic principles of what has happened in Chicago education. Can we, should, we call, should we talk about that? Should we talk about the fact that, that nearly... <laughs> Nearly 60% of the kids that go to school in Chicago don't make it past the ninth grade. I mean, that, that's a tough statistic. Or how about the amount, amount of children who are gunned down by gang violence in one of the most heavily 
uh, gun restricted areas in the country. A democratic stronghold that has been extremely hard on guns, that has stolen the Second Amendment rights of their citizens. And in the wake of massive amounts of crime, massive amounts of Americans gunned down by violence in those same cities, their excuse is, well, they came from the next city over. They came from the other state. Well, I want to I wanna point something out, if I can, that I think is important. So we're going to walk through this because, I mean, if it is about saving lives and that people do matter, then then why in their own environment, in their own backyard, have they made something that's so hopeless that people turn to the streets and to gangs in order to just have basic survival? Why is that the case? And as we as we look as we look at the the the, the whole concept behind what what people in Chicago are dealing with, I, I have to tell you, this is just one city. We haven't even started talking about the other cities. How many other kids, and, and it's important to, to realize that they are kids, how many other kids don't have any chance, have zero chance, they have no chance, they have zero chance of getting a quality education because they live in an area, they were born into a family, in an environment where the education is so poor, and now on top of it being poor, they're adding another complexity to the whole thing and saying, the reason why your education is poor is because critical race theory, because we, we need to teach you that the reason why you don't have good things is because of the white people. Go to Chicago on the south side. Show me how many white people you see. Show me. I want to see them. Show me how many people on the south side are out there you know, just, you know, just trying to take advantage of the people in that environment that are holding them down. You can't find them. They are literally chicken littles. This is what is happening in our society. And by the way, it's so bad that they have lied to us so much that we can't even differentiate a truth from the lie. And they've convinced us that the lie is the truth. And people are walking around saying, hey, listen, I didn't even have, I don't even know what math is. Like two plus two, here, here's $10. The people give you back $6, and you're like, it was four, wait, it's, it's, it was $4, and you gave me back $6. Uh, you cheated me. I gave you one bill, you gave me back two. It, it is unbelievable. It's unconscionable what is happening in the, most, the poorest communities among us. And by the way, minorities, they're not the only poor ones. They're white people that are poor too, lots of them. But we don't want to talk about that. We, it's not convenient. See, none of that is convenient. Everything is about a convenient narrative. And then I could ask the question of whether or not, hey, w what if they're, they're keeping you away from this? Because it's not true, Joe, that they've debunked it. Show me the debunking of the 2020 election. Show it to me. And, and I want to get to the map. I mean, Mr. Producer, I'm about to show you something. I, I want to, I want to and, and this is a little off the cuff. This is a little off the cuff because, frankly, I wanted you to see this. Go ahead and put up, if you would, behind me, this, uh, this, this is homicides in Chicago. There's a map. And it has dots for every homicide. And in 2022, there's been 210 victims that were killed in Chicago in 2022. 210. And we haven't even hit the summer of love yet. But Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, $970,000 to go do live events. 
Do you know why? Do you know why there are no pilots that come out of South Side of Chicago? They've never been on an airplane. They will live and die within a five to ten mile area, square mile area. They have cell phones, but they, they don't go to get on airplanes. They don't get an opportunity to get on airplanes. They don't even know that's an opportunity. They don't even know that's an option. See, to them, they think that the only way they can get out is sports or drugs, selling drugs. They're told those are your two options because you can't get a quality education. If they got a quality education, they'd be able to talk about math and science and, and English and, and be, articulate that. And then they pick one person, one kid out of the mix, and they're like, this guy came from the south side of Chicago. So let me read some of these victims. Unknown 40-year-old male died May 16, 2022, after being shot around 8 a.m. near the 7,000 block of South Maplewood Avenue. An unknown 21-year-old male on May 16, 2022, after being shot around 3.25 p.m. near the 5100 block of South Elizabeth. Emmanuel Scott, 19, 19-year-old black male, died May 14, 2022, after being shot around 5.35 p.m. Alan Woodward, 34, black male, died May 14, after being shot around 4.35 p.m. You notice this isn't after dark. Shondell Holiday, 16, a 16-year-old black male, died May 14, after being shot around 7.30 p.m. near the 200 block of East Randolph Street. Jalene Mims, 17-year-old black male, died May 13th of being shot around 7.25 p.m. As you go down this list, it gets worse. It gets worse. These are kids. These are adults. These are old people, young people. They're all being shot. Corey Mason, if you go down there, 14-year-old black male, died May 4th, 2022, after being shot on April 28th, around 3.30 p.m. He died six days later. Joaquin Sanders, 16 years old, died May, April 27th, after being shot around 4.20. 21 years old, 24 years old, 42, 48, 42, 26, 23, 29, 45, 14. Here's another 14-year-old. Here's an 18-year-old. Here's a 17-year-old. Guys, what I, go ahead and take this down. Take it down. Take it down. Black lives matter, though, don't they? Don't they matter? Is that not an inconvenient narrative? The one thing I like about this page is that it gives you a name to that face. I mean, imagine being the coroner and having to go pick up bodies. That's all you do all day long is pick up bodies of young people that are being gunned down in the street. There's no parades for these people. No. No, no parades. But if we get down to working the problem, the education environment in Democrat-controlled environments is so bad, it is so fundamentally broken that they will stand up and they will, they will literally say, that unions, that teachers are more important than the students. Unions are like teachers are like, I don't want to go back to school. I don't want to go back. I want to st stay at home. You became a teacher in order to teach children, give them an opportunity to, to look towards the future, but they don't have that because they're dying. Same thing in Detroit, Los Angeles. Go to East LA. How many deaths do you think are there? 
Washington D.C., Anacosta area. How about Maryland in the in the in the uh, Prince George's County? Let's go to Virginia in Northern Virginia. How many? How much death and destruction is there? And they want to take away your ability to defend your family when literally your, your family members and people around you are becoming victims of violent crime, not from law-abiding citizens. And by the way, what they do after that is they do everything they can to change the narrative and put them back on the street. They're doing that. We haven't even talked about rapes. We haven't even talked about you know, the, the, the beatings and, the, and the, the gang groups that run around and, and viciously attack people in their community. The stabbings. We haven't talked about any of that. We've talked about Black Lives Mattering. If Black Lives Mattered so much, why do we spend $40 billion over to Ukraine? Why do we watch kids in the inner city suffer? Why? There is a thirst. There is a thirst in this country to give minorities and people that are disadvantaged access to a quality private school education. Notice that I didn't say public school because there isn't a, 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 a quality public education in public schools. We talk about Denver, which right down the street. There are literally food deserts in Denver, and there are literally education deserts in Denver. And while the, the Democrat leadership in the downtown Denver walk around talking about dog whistles, about racism and everything else, they literally step on the bodies of people in their community and build themselves a $2 billion Taj Mahal while the kids inside of high schools in the downtown Denver and in, in Denver proper don't even have air conditioning. And if you've ever been in Denver, Colorado in the, at, the, at the end of May or beginning of June, it's hot. It's hot. They don't have education. Or excuse me, they, don't have, they don't have heat. They don't have air conditioning. Kids are like, man, I'm, I, they walk into the, the Mayor Webb, you know, administration building for the city and county of Denver, and there's opulent, I don't even know what, it, I, th I think it's marble on the floor. It's like marble floors. Where are the kids? If, if the most valuable thing that we have amongst us are our children, then why are we not taking care of our children? Whew. I got to read in for one of our sponsors. I'm going to read it in, and then I'm going to get to some of the other stuff that's happening, like uh, the fact that Zelensky is being given a... I don't, I don't even know. I, I can't reconcile it. I can't reconcile what's happening in the media with reality because we just we step over things and we lose stamina. Like, no, the biggest problem is the fact that we had an election stolen in 2020. And by the way, they were stealing it all the way back. So I'm really excited to, to have found this bank, uh, Axos Bank. They opened on Independence Day uh, in 2000. They're not crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American traditions. Take a look at the rewards checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate. It's a it's a big one. Listeners can get $150 bonus when you open, um, open, open up an, an account by July 31st. Big rewards from banks that believe that the freedom to do business without compromise or values. Amazing, right? So go to axosbank.com slash daily for full details. That's axos.com slash daily for all the cash bonus. All you need is $1,500 direct deposit in the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Axos Bank is federally insured, member FDIC, and they're for us, all of us. Axosbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. Okay. So 
I, I'm, I'm on a roll for this because it's common sense. I am Captain Obvious today. Matter of fact, change that moniker on the bottom from Joe Oatman to Captain Obvious. I am Captain Obvious. I am I'm going to be obvious to you. And, 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 and frankly, I think that the, the biggest thing that we look at is that they keep telling us, they keep telling us what the biggest problem is. They keep telling us what the biggest problem is. And we look around and we're like, yeah, that might be a problem. We're never excited about what problems the Democrats and Republicans tell us we have. You ever, you ever notice that? They're like, your biggest number one problem is, is guns, weapons of war. That's what they call it, weapons of war. Well, they didn't have a problem sending weapons of war over to Ukraine and letting people run the streets. No, they didn't like that. They didn't let that have that problem at all. Guys, listen, they, they, it's gotten out of hand. They, they can't control it. The train is off the tracks. We all recognize that they are trying to steal our basic humanities from us, and they're trying to make us victims of each other. Just let them kill each other off. We're 85 years old. They, they say the quiet part out loud. And... This, this is just unbelievable. Play B9. Zelensky, he gets to, you know, they, they had a concert in Kiev, right? Well, this is a, this clip is from the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah, this is awesome. Nothing like a little bit of propaganda. Avec nous, en direct de Kiev, le président ukrainien, Volodymyr Zelensky. Oh, yes, yes, applaud him. Je vous remercie. C'est un grand honneur pour moi. Okay, can, can, I, can I tell you guys something? <laughs> Captain Obvious. Captain Obvious here, ready? Who was, the most, who was the most popular president in modern history post Ronald Reagan? Answer, answer, George W. Bush, right? Bushy Jr. Unfortunately. And do you know when he had the highest approval ratings in the United States? Huh? Come on. After 9-11. After 9-11. In fact, it was the quarter after 9-11. With nearly 75% of the people saying he was amazing. Now, let's fast forward 20 years later. What do we know about what happened in Iraq? What do we know? Did, were there weapons of mass destruction? Let's start there. Did anything they tell us come true? Anything? Yeah, wrong answer. I feel like I'm on the prices right now. Wrong. We should do hangman in here somewhere. We know what history has been able to tell us now about what happened back in early 2000s when they sold us the same thing that they're selling us now. The intelligence community failed then, or was complicit, you choose. And what has happened today? No, we forget about all of the things that we saw with our own eyes. We saw with our own eyes. It, Bernie Sanders went on to the Tonight Show, or I think it was the Tonight Show, and he said, this is what's going to happen. You're going to go to sleep, you wake up the next day, and there'll be a different winner, and Biden had won. And he called out the states. That happened. I have that clip, actually. Do you have it? Yeah. Play it. Because this is something I worry about. 
My view is every vote must be counted. For reasons which I don't have the time to get into tonight, you're going to have a situation, I suspect, in states like Pennsylvania, um, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, other states, where they are going to be receiving huge amounts of mail-in ballots. And unlike states like Florida or Vermont, they're not being able, for bad reasons, to begin processing those ballots until, I don't know, election day, or maybe when the polls close. That means you're gonna have states dealing with perhaps millions of mail-in ballots. Here is my worry. What polls show and what studies have shown is that for whatever reason, Democrats are more likely to use mail-in ballots. Republicans are more likely to walk into polling booths on election day. It is likely that the first votes that will be counted will be those people who came in on election day, which will be Republican. And here is the fear, and I hope everybody hears that. It could well be, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen, nobody does, but it could well be that at 10 o'clock on election night, Trump is winning in Michigan, he's winning in Pennsylvania, he's winning in Wisconsin, and he gets on the television, he says, thank you Americans for reelecting me, it's all over, have a good day. But then the next day and the day following, all of those mail-in ballots start getting counted and it turns out that Biden has won those states. At which point Trump says, see, I told you the whole thing was fraudulent. I told you those mail-in ballots were crooked. And I got, you know, we're not gonna leave office. What happened after that? What happened after that? Again, my name is Captain Obvious. I have replaced Joe Oltman. I am now Captain Obvious. I should change everything so that my name now is Wee Woo Captain Obvious. <laughs> wee Woo Wee Woo Captain Obvious. Must call you Captain Wee Woo from now on. Captain Wee Woo. Cap- wee Woo Wee Woo. You see this guy? You see that? I'm, I'm getting really good at it, by the way. I'm getting good at the you Wee Woo. You got it pretty much down by rope. Yeah. Huh? You got it down by rope, basically, now. Yeah. But, but, but here's, the, here's the thing, is that if we look at what happened to Bernie Sanders, the same thing happened. He had his nomination stolen from him at the Democratic Party as well. And by the way, Democrats are not more likely to vote with mail-in ballots. That is the system, the apparatus they use in order to steal elections. Mail-in ballots can 100% not be validated. Here's another thing that we're going to have on next week so you guys can be prepared for this. Next week, you're going to be able to have a conversation with someone that's going to be on the show that went down to a public... <laughs> You're not going to believe this. Went to a public display. It's recorded. A public display of ESNS coming in saying, let us show you how safe this election is. So you know what they did? You ready for this, Mr. Producer? Lay it on me, Captain Obvious. Okay, Captain Obvious over here. So they decided that they were going to go over and take ballots and scan them and create new ballots. Just print new ballots and fill them out and then feed them inside the other ballots. Now, keep in mind, these ballots were supposed to be enumerated with some sort of ability to check whether or not they were fraudulent. So they took a stack, (laughs) and they put it inside the ballots, and guess what? It read every single fraudulent ballot. You still with me? And this is the problem. They, They want to convince you that you're lying. No, they are lying. They are lying about everything. They are liars. 
and they have stolen your voice. They have enslaved you. But this just happened. And so, and then when they were done, he's like, see, it worked. And they're like, oh, by the way, we just gave you a bunch of ballots that we mixed in it, which were, we, we, we produced, they were fraudulent ballots. And he's like, wait. And he goes, yeah. And here, we have a stack of another 20. Go ahead and feed those in. And guess what the machine did to those 20 ballots? Mr. Producer, go ahead and, I'm Captain Obvious. Please be, drum roll, please. What happened to the 20 ballots? That's, my, that's uh, terrible. Drum I know. Roll. I tried with the drum roll. But what happened to those ballots? What do you think happened? They turned out a little further for Biden. No. They 100% were read as legitimate ballots, and they were fraudulent ballots. Oh, sorry. I missed what you said. You said illegitimate ones? There was illegitimate ballots. Oh, yeah. They built a system in order to steal your voice. They're, they're building school systems and putting people in place to indoctrinate your children, not teach them about math and science and everything else. I, again, I keep being Captain Obvious to you guys. And we keep having a conversation about this stuff. Pretty interesting stuff, I think, huh? <sighs> then we had to start talking about the WHO. Mr. Producer, we have a cut about this on the Australian Prime Minister, don't we? Let's go ahead and play this. This is just more of the shenanigans of the radical left and the globalist agenda. Go ahead and play cut B10. Meets on May 22, and on the agenda is a potential pandemic treaty which would allow yeah. WHO to direct countries in how they control pandemics. Mm. Would you consider signing up to that and handing over any controls to the organisation? I have always been supportive right from the outset and was criticised heavily, I stress, heavily, mocked in fact by the Labor Party for saying the WHO should have those powers and those authorities to be able to go and deal with pandemic situations because we all know what happened at the start of this pandemic. Uh, we, well, the problem is we don't know what happened at the start of this pandemic and I was the one calling to ensure that we had an independent process to understand what happened so it couldn't be repeated. So I have been in the vanguard of those moves internationally to ensure that there is greater protection for world health, to ensure that uh, those world health authorities can come and understand what's going on and be able to assist countries to be able to prevent the spread and outbreak of major infectious diseases. Uh, now we'll look at the text of all of that, but we have been amongst the countries that have been positive about these sorts of changes, have to look closely at what the detail is in these things, as you always must. But the idea he's lying. that See countries his eyes? can just say, See what he's no, doing? you can't come in and have a look he's lying. at the pandemic that's about to break out. Listen to me. We're we in 2022. We have had pandemics and we have had major tragedies that date back hundreds of years. And you say, well, Joe, now we're traveling internationally. Okay. All right. We traced this COVID-19, this China virus, to the Wuhan laboratory in Wuhan, China. That is not made up. That is not rhetoric. That is truth. It was traced all the way there. 100%. Now, that, now they, they want to tell us that it's not. They want to say it comes from bats, which we've, we've, they've disproved that. It came from China. It was manufactured in a, in a laboratory. But we're supposed to believe that they, that they have our better interests at heart. Again, it flies in the face of sensibilities. It flies in the face of sensibilities. They're telling us that the biggest problem that faces us today is racism and global warming. And oh, by the way, if they have a pandemic, you should hand over your sovereignty to the WHO, a health organization 
some 5,000, 10,000 miles away, depending on where you are. And the person that stands in the way of all of that, by the way, is Vladimir Putin. Oh, Joe, you're, you're loving Russia. Mr. Producer, the, uh, the gentleman that was, that was a shooter in, in, uh, in, in uh, Buffalo had the Azov Battalion insignia inside of the manifesto, did he not? Yeah, actually, I believe, if I remember right, because um, I was up late reading this, he actually specifically in his manifesto, if he did in fact write it, uh, he included pictures of it and specifically mentioned the Black Sun and how it would make a great addition to his kit. We, we are, guys, listen to me. This is, this is the great information war that we're in right now. The great information war. And in the middle of all this, by the way, no matter where you go, you go to Fox News, you go anywhere else, anywhere you go, anywhere you go, any, any, any place you go, you get so much rhetoric and so much white noise that it's hard to see truth. And by the way, if, if there is no election fraud, then how come we have so much evidence of election fraud? Please tell me. Tell me how we have so much evidence of election fraud all over the country. Tell me how the things that they're saying that are a lie were predetermined or pre Tell me why the WHO would have full control over what happens in the United States. Tell me why they take away your guns when they can't even take care of the streets of Chicago. Please tell me. Listen, if you treat someone like an animal, they will act like an animal. That is truth. And what do you think that they treat people in the inner city? What do you think they treat them like? You think they treat them well? You think this is like, oh, yeah, hey, how you doing, Henry? How you doing? Yeah, I, I know you're selling drugs. I'm going to treat you well. Do you think they do that? They strip them of opportunity, strip them of hope. You take away hope, what do you have left? And this isn't happening, by the way, in conservative areas. It's not happening there. It's only happening in places that are run by, by, by Democrats. And then today was even more disturbing. More disturbing. In the middle of all of this, in the middle of everything that we're dealing with right now, what do you think they started talking about today? Mr. Producer, what did they start talking about today? Dun, 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 climate change. No. Well, we can talk about the climate change too. But what, what are they talking about? This is unbelievable. You're not going to believe this. Key lawmaker warns at UFO hearing, unidentified aerial phenomena are a potential national security threat. They're talking about UFOs. These are the dumbest human beings that ever walked the planet. They have to be. I mean, you think about it. Guns have to be taken away from us because bad shooter. Forget about the racist stuff. We send aid to Ukraine. Azov Battalion. They're bad, but we send them, we send them guns. This guy has an Azov Battalion. We got to take our guns. Infant formula, we don't need that for Americans. We need it at the border. Right? Everything about this. The most unbelievable double standard that, that you could even hope to uh, hope not to have to witness. 
So guys, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to tell you that, 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 that we have to stand together. We, we have a showing of the um, 2,000 mules down in Colorado Springs tonight. And I've got a couple showings, one of which I'm gonna be doing in a different state in Texas of the 2,000 mules. And I have another one that I was invited to to Missouri, the 2,000 mules. We've got a lot of things going on right now. And the, the reality of it is, is that we have to start focusing more clearly and concisely on the things that we can, that we can fix, the fix working the problem. And, you know, I was reminded today that we can switch over all of the boards, you know, the school boards, we can switch them all over. But it, the problem's more, it, it's, it's more deep-rooted than that because the teachers are just not listening to the boards. They're just not listening. So the teachers that are out there trying to gender fluidize, whatever you want to call it, you know, to, to, to recruit your children and to take away basic ability, they're, 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 they're literally still doing what they were doing before. A change of the guard in the school board does not change the fact that you have radicalized people that are Antifa, Satan-worshipping evil people that are trying to teach your kids. So we got to work the problem. we got to get out of the public school system. We have to starve it out. We have to starve out the ability of the IRS to spend money, or excuse me, the federal government to spend money and the state government to spend money with impunity on things that they are literally degrading while they're literally taking your money. I'm taking, in any other, any other environment where you are the customer, now you are a citizen, you are a customer, you drop money into the machine, it's supposed to create prosperity. It's supposed to create opportunity. But in our country, we get to give of our money to people that don't care about the very people they say they represent. And we're supposed to remain calm. And by the way, ah, change takes time. No, change does not take time. Change it, it can happen overnight. You can, you can literally get rid of a cancer overnight. But you have to have the courage to do it. And we're not talking about problems that we have in our country that are directly related to Democrats. We have problems in our country directly related to conservatives, Republicans. Because we control... 80% of the environments across the nation. We, we control the legislative groups in nearly, I think, 35 or 38 different states. But they're not conservatives. They're not Americans. And, and guys, this is the reality of what we face. And gals, pardon me. They are doing everything they can to create this mirage in order to destroy you. You have to decide that that's what they're doing because you can see it in real time. You can actually, it, it, it literally is in front of you so thick you could cut it with a knife. Can't you? And if you can't, please tell me why we're dealing with record inflation. Why are we dealing with record gas prices? And then let's trace that back to the problem. They shut down the Keystone Pipeline off-sourced off all of our, our oil and gas necessities. Got them, hey, go over there. We're going we're gonna to buy it from foreign entities. Cut off land leases. Restricted oil producers in the United States from producing oil. And by the way, this is all while some of the oil companies, the biggest oil companies in the world, are getting fat and happy on margins, buying from environments that we have destroyed. We destroyed Iraq. We destroyed Afghanistan. We destroyed those places. We've destroyed Sudan. We have broken down the, the, the health environment in many of the poorest nations that have some of the richest resources. And at the same time, they were able to margin on that and buy those for $30 a, or $30 a barrel, not 106 
they buy on the cheap and sell back into us at full retail and make, again, American people slaves. I, I, would, love to, I would love to tell you that that's not what's happening. This isn't, this isn't made up. Go, go do your own research. Make your own decisions. And by the way, at the same time, they want, they want to discredit anyone and everyone that stands up against their narrative. That by itself is a communist ideology. That by itself is evil. And we, we, we talk about inflation and what they're doing, and they raise the interest rates, making it more expensive for people to actually be able to thrive in their environment, to try and chill it, to cool it off. All while printing 70% of the U.S. population, excuse me, U.S. currency that is currently out there, 70% of it was produced in the last two years. You know, I used to listen to, I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh. I used to listen to him speak, and he was really fired up. I was, I went back and listened to a couple, a couple days ago, and he foretold of things that would happen. And I, I, I often go in and listen to Glenn Beck because if you remember back in tw 2012, the whole idea of the Tea Party, he, he had this big event that was scheduled in D.C. and it got too big for him and he literally canceled it. And so people showed up anyway because he was so afraid of this movement and where it was going. And it chilled. It, it sent a chilling effect across the United States because it actually slowed down those people realizing that they were becoming slaves in their environment. The narrative of what we're facing today was there 10 years ago. But the government was able to quell it. They were able to, to stop it from happening. But people still recognized that they were being taken advantage of by a very corrupt structure. And that's why we had President Trump in 2016. And the reason why they spent four years talking badly about President Trump had nothing to do with what he was doing. They wanted to divert attention against what he was doing and to talk about what, he, what, what they created a narrative of what the outcome would be. Only it was the opposite. They've been lying for so long, and people have been buying off on it while Trump was doing good things. It's like having a child that you're literally disciplining for their own good, and yet people are literally kicking and screaming and saying, oh, let's not do that. It's too good for the American people. That is what happened in the United States. And effective leaders out there, you have, you know, I'm a podcaster now. There's a lot of really good people with a lot of good voices. I like listening to Joe Rogan sometimes. Sometimes he gets a little you know, too off the cuff. I, got, I like listening to him. I like listening to Stu Peters. Stu Peters went off the rails on a pro-life issue and saying that I want to just, I want to kill anyone that kills a baby. And I, said, I sent him a text message and I was like, listen, just, I know how you feel. We just probably shouldn't verbalize that stuff. Not because we can't control our, who we are, but he's recognizing that we're in war. We're at war right now. But we're, we're at war watching ourselves literally crash. We are watching our nation crash in, in slow motion, and we're doing nothing about it. And collectively, the, the top influencers out there that all feel the same way, I've sat in the room with a lot of them, we have the ability to change fundamentally what we do if we could just stand together. If it wasn't about one person, if it wasn't about, you know, Joe Rogan got up and talked about ivermectin and, and hydroxychloroquine, took that, got better right away. And millions of Americans did the same thing, used, and, and, and by the way, it has no adverse effect. And I know I keep talking about all the things that prove out that they're lying to you in the media, but we've saved millions of lives, and we've talked about the, 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 the nonsense 
of them killing, killing Grace. The young woman who had Down syndrome, whose, whose father was on this show, who they literally killed. They gave a bunch of barbiturates to her and killed her. And yet, we act as if this is normal. This is not normal. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not normal. What we're dealing with in our country is not normal. And it's worse than other, worse than other nations because they don't have the ability to stand up against it. You talk about the cadets that are being driven into poison when they have the Department of Defense report that shows that there's adverse effects. Now we have children that have hepatitis at an all-time high, and over 100 children have died over the last four months. And they're like, oh, we wonder why it's happening. How do you wonder why it's happening? You've been injecting poison into Americans and forcing it down their throat and taking away their livelihood if they don't take it. Man, I am so Captain Obvious today. I mean, this is the stuff that, that is necessary to talk about because it's real life. It's what's really happening. And as we break down and dissect, and I'm going to read the manifesto, Mr. Producer, tonight. I, I don't even know if I can read it without just getting so just angry. But well, you know, it's actually really fascinating if you read it, uh, Mr. Captain Wee Woo Obvious. Um, if you read this thing, there's probably 30 pages or more that are specifically calling out like every major gun manufacturer, part manufacturer, body armor. Like this thing was written by the FBI and the lawyers for Moms Demand Action. I mean, I'm serious. And this guy went out and killed. Listen to me. We're going to dissect it. This guy went out and killed 10 people, drove 200 miles to do it. Drove 200 miles to kill 10 people. He shot 10 people, then gave himself up. Wrote a manifesto, manifesto that basically calls out gun companies. And he killed people. Showing allegiance to Ukraine, I don't, I mean, Azov Battalion, I, I don't get it. I, I'm still trying to figure out how the American spirit, the people out there, can't put two and two together and say, these people are trash. When Joe, this, he called out specific ammo, ammo manufacturers, specific types of ammo, specific, I mean, like, if you're going to build a gun, he said, oh, barrels from this company, and these are the best ones, and the lowers from here, and here are the best uh, types of firearms. There's probably 10 pages just on body armor. Like, all of it. The entire thing, my opinion, looks like an op. I don't know who this kid is. I, I pray for his soul, and I pray for the victims. But we have to be smarter than this. And I think that's the point. We have to be smarter than this. I, I, I think oh, that... Oh, do you know, what his, you know what his goal was? What? That he stated multiple times? Was to... He said specifically, more than once... I am aware that my actions will cause cause for or calls for uh, actions against gun ownership, and that is my goal. My goal is to cause an uproar, which will then cause legislation or calls for further uh, restrictions on guns to incite a race war. Well, how about that? Yeah, isn't that oh, crazy? A little nuts, huh? Listen, we have to be smarter than what they are giving us credit for. And we have to start literally building into the gap. Democrats, Republicans, Americans. We have to start educating people on what it means for, to, to own a gun and why you own a gun. 
We have to educate people on the Constitution. It's not a mistake that they're talking critical race theory and it's a, it's a racist nation and gender fluidity. They are trying to demasculate our nation. They're trying to take away control in our nation. And these are the worst, most evil people among us. Nothing that they have done to the American, the, the, the American opportunity in our country over the last two years, just use that for two years, is anything that is good for Americans. And I don't know how people that are, that are on the left can't see that. Actually, I think they are seeing it. I, had a, I mean, I had somebody that called me from Wyoming and said, look, I've been a registered Democrat. I was like, how are you living in Wyoming? <laughs> and they're going to sign up for People's Chamber of Commerce. Are you going to stay a registered Democrat? Yeah. We have to change it from within. They're saying the same thing. <laughs> there are good people everywhere that have different social views mostly around abortion. Let me just re reiterate it. I am pro-life 100%. The areas that I struggle with have to do with a, a woman losing her life. And did she choose the child? I think she should be able to, I don't know. I don't know how to choose that. I don't, I don't know how I'd be able to, you choose the child, but the mother dies. I, I don't, I don't. I lost a cousin to uh, rape who committed suicide because couldn't bring could not bring, this is a crazy story, could not bring herself to have an abortion, but couldn't bring herself to have the baby either, so she took her own life. So I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, you know, I, everything's based on personal experience, but I'm pro-life, 100%. Does that mean I can't have a conversation that is pro-choice? Does it mean that, that I have to completely make them my enemy? That's the finite things that we built in our society. That's the divisions that we built. We, the only way that you convince someone that is pro-choice, the only way you convince someone to be pro-life, sorry, excuse me, is to educate them. Give them opportunity. But they don't do that. It's the same, it's the same thing that we do on both sides. You know, the conservatives or, well, well, I'll use the term loosely, our camp, these people that, you know, still believe in masks and, you know, still won't face the truth about vaccines. We, what's our default reaction? We say, oh, they're sheep, they're blind, they're stupid, right? We're just as guilty of it as they are. Whereas they say, oh, you don't, you don't absolutely support Ukraine. You're a Russian sympathizer. You're, you know, you're X, Y, Z. And you it's coming from our Black side. Matter. Yeah, it's our side. You don't support BLM. You're racist. You don't support vaccines. You don't support mandatory vaccines. You want to kill babies and old people. It's the same thing that we do. We, we all have to be better. We have to be smarter than they're giving us credit for, and we have to be better. We have to be more focused on, on the parts of us that still have love and on compassion. There is a line that obviously we cannot cross, and, you know, to use your words, yeah, if it does come to it, might have to crush someone's face. But we hope that it never comes to that. And until that point, we have to be people who are actually grounding compassion and want, to, want all of us to win. Well, I got I to gotta tell you that as we walk down this pathway and we start talking about me being Captain Obvious, I, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to keep it. Captain Wee Woo Obvious. Um, that probably won't. Um, we find ourselves in a place where we, 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 we question our sensibilities. Did you, did you pull up the national anthem? Did you, did you see that thing from, from Ash? No. This is, 
there's a just an absolutely just Where weird singing of the national anthem. I'll, I'll see if I can bring it up tomorrow. It was it was crazy, crazy, crazy. So we'll bring that up tomorrow. We're we're out of time. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. I could probably talk for hours about all this stuff, Captain Obvious stuff. I'm getting pretty good at Captain Obvious. All right. So let's, uh, let's close out in prayer. I'm going to make this a quick prayer so that you guys can get on to what you're doing. I can get down to Colorado Springs and, and uh, talk to those that are going to be watching the um, movie tonight, 2,000 Mules. If you haven't gone to 2,000 Mules yet, go over there. If you are wondering if there's election fraud, massive election fraud across the country in the machines and in the Democrat Party as a part of how they do things, the mechanisms of how they do things, the organized crime of how they do things, then just do me a favor. Go read the reports. And then go and look up the debunked reports and then read their explanation of those things. I want you to do that. I mean, do your homework. I promise you, you'll become convinced. And, and, and to the guy, James, that said, well, maybe, maybe this is it. No, 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 no. You stole an election. You think that we're the same people as the people down in Venezuela. And you expect us to just lay over and die. We're just not going to do it. We'd rather, we'd, we'd rather honor the sacrifice that came before us for so many generations to give the freedom and opportunity we have as a nation. So let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to be on the podcast tonight. Thank you for the opportunity we have and we've had enjoyed in the, in the past based on the blessings that you've provided us as Americans. Father, thank you for the opportunity you provided to others in other nations around the globe. Thank you for the courage that you've instilled in the many men and women. Thank you for the, the women, the mothers that have stood up and made it possible for us to be able to save our nation and save our world. Father, please be with us tonight. Soften our hearts and, and protect our hearts and minds. Protect us from the evil that consumes us all around us, that's in our society everywhere we turn. Help, it that it, help us to realize that that is, a small, that is a small portion of our society, not a big portion, but they are the ones holding the bullhorn. Father, help us take back that bullhorn. Help us, help us to take back common sense and decency to reinstill true north of morals and ethics in our society. Bless us with the wisdom that we may know when to act, when to stand, when to speak. Help us that we may follow your word and we may have faith and act in that faith. Father, I, I, am, I am asking for you to reveal more when it comes to election fraud inside the United States. Help us get to that place where we can break through the mainstream media's big lie, deception, and theft of our voice. I ask for just, just supernatural support so that we can push further into this and find courageous judges, courageous lawyers, that we can do so without violence. Father, please protect us and shield us as we go about our daily business and do the things with our families that we may honor you, but we may teach our children and teach people around us truth. We may become ambassadors of truth, not some left, just radicalized, made-up truth, but actual truth. Father, please bless those that are the most vulnerable among us, 
Help them that their bread may go farther, their fish may feed more of their family, that the gas in their cars may provide more comfort and ability for them to survive. We know that the most vulnerable among us are the ones that are suffering the most right now. And I would just ask you to, to come around them and protect them. Thank you, Father. I say all of these things and ask for these things boldly in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Let, let's, go, let's go to war. We're in war. They, committed, they, they declared war on us. Time for us to take it all back. If you want to watch us, you can watch us live on Rumble, conservative-daily.com, DLive, Cloud Hub, and Frank Speech. We go live on Frank Speech on the Lindell TV, too. Um, every day, 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Friday. Um, if we're now on Brighteon, so you can see our videos there. We're kind of everywhere. It's it's really weird. We, we we're getting syndicated on FM stations. We're getting syndicated all over the place. It's it's tough to track all of it. <laughs> yeah, it's not good for us because we, yeah. <laughs> we don't know how many people. But it's good for it's good for our sponsors. You can follow us on Telegram t.me slash Conservative Daily t.me slash Joe Altman and t.me slash Ash in America. That's A S H E. We are on Truth Social, although I'm locked out. I don't know what's happening. I can't get on Truth Social. I just got on to the Conservative Daily account before we started the show. It's crazy. I don't. It was locking me out. Did it lock you out too? Nope. I got right in. Wow. At Joe Oltman, at Conservative Daily, and at Ash in America. You can see us on Truth Social as well. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible is where you can get the audio version. Go over and give a five-star review and share this with someone that needs to hear it. I am Captain Obvious today. You can text the word FREEDOM to 89517 to get a reminder when we go live. And then you can subscribe to our newsletter and get the Daily Facts Plus links in the description. You can also become a member. Go to conservative-daily.com. Right? That's 10 bucks. Just go buy me a coffee. Buy Ash a coffee. You can go all the way up. You also get access to the faxing services that are available. And you can walk through faxing every single day, which is awesome. Somebody wants a, an Oatman bobblehead. I will consider doing that, too. I will consider doing that, too. So that's it. Can we it. make it say, I'll throw you on your neck? Yeah, say, I'll throw you on your neck. But then I'll pray for you afterwards. Like this is it. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Listen, guys, God is in control. We have to have faith and act in faith. I'm not going to get away from it. And I'm going to act with courage. Courage is more infectious than fear. And if you happen to have a business or run a business, then become an ambassador of truth. Sign people up. Let's start the Law and Policy Center in your state. Let's get FEC United just going across the nation, right? Let's be on fire for the things that we want to preserve. And stop letting them control it. Stop standing and saying there's nothing we can do about it when we keep doing the same things. We keep building the tools that you need in order to protect your community. All we have to do is stand together. It's like the story of when God, he stands up there and somebody comes driving up and there's a flood. And he's like, hey, we're here to save you. And he's like, nope, God's got me. He's going to save me. I have faith that God's going to save me. And he goes to the second floor and a boat pulls up and he's like, hey, we're here to save you. He goes, nope, God said he's going to save me. He's going to save me. And so he gets... He gets all the way up on the roof and the water's all the way up there and there's a helicopter that comes and he goes, hey, listen, I'm here to save you. And he's like, no, God's going to save me. Don't worry about it. God's going to save me. And then he drowns. He drowns. And he gets, to the, he gets up to heaven and he asks God, he's like, God, I can't even understand. How in the world did you not save me? He goes, I sent you a car, a boat, and a helicopter, and you turned it down all three times. How many times do I have to save you? We have the tools to save ourselves. But God's not going to do it all for us. 
We have to make good decisions. Have faith, act in that faith. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.